welcome in to the Mystery Fifth Hour Podcast. The guys are back together again. It's been a few weeks. Jim Dunaway, Lance Taylor, Rockstar, and Ryan Brown back at our favorite place, Superior Grill on Highway 280. You can't beat Superior Grill. It's a, it's a legendary location, isn't it? Uh, Birmingham Landmark right here on Highway 280 since 1995. Uh, sat at Mission my third time this week, but I absolutely love it. Everything, everything from their great margaritas, Brown's favorite fajitas smoking up the joint, uh, delicious quesadillas, that queso dip. Everything is, is handmade. Everything is fantastic. Make sure you make your next party, dinner, lunch, Superior Girl Highway 280. A lot has happened in our life since the last time we talked to you guys. We will not get into that today. This is sort of a a serious subject free zone on our podcast so we will talk about a variety of things just to paint a picture for you rockstar is drinking his usual water with lemon brown is on his third second second diet coke don't pay me in a quarter jimmy i am drinking soul beer a little serve how do you say that word Cerveza. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I can't so, speak so Seoul was my first. I don't know if you knew this little factoid. Like, Corona was not available in Alabama until I think the year was 1990. So, when I was in high school, the only Cerveza, the only Mexican beer I could get was Seoul. So, did you have to do like a Smokey the Bandit, go on a run for some Corona Oh, we did. Somewhere? So, thank you very much. Um, so, you. when people would go to Florida that had really good fake IDs, right. that was kind of like the high commodity where somebody could charge four times the amount for a six-pack to bring back Corona. Everyone wanted Corona. That's right. So I had Soul growing up in the mud puddle. I did too. LT started with a frozen margarita. He's hitting the Soul now. And we're going to start off with LT today. LT, throw us a topic out as we run on the Mystery Fifth Hour. Okay, how about this one? Things that get more popular once they're gone. I know the immediate answer here would be a musician, and maybe some of you guys have got that piled or, or maybe that's what you've got stockpiled in your arsenal. I'm going to start with this, the show The Office. I never watched it when it was on NBC in its original run. Look, and for nine seasons, it had a lot of success. It won five, five Emmys. I think it was nominated for like 42 Emmys. But the fact of the matter is it is actually bigger now once it went to Netflix. I saw recently that when it was in its prime at Netflix, 3% of all viewers – were credited to The Office, of all Netflix users wow. worldwide, just That's The Office. So, to me, The Office gets more and more popular now that it's been not necessarily canceled but ran its course at NBC. Such a funny show, too. I mean, you got on it late. I actually watched it in the NBC days. So, here's a weird admission. I thought of this when I was on my uh, road trip to uh, Roswell, New Mexico, and I don't know what made me think of this. Lance will not remember this, but Jim and Rockstar will. Do you guys remember how MySpace had the intro song? Yes. Like if I so MySpace, Lance was a uh, it was a social network. I mean, similar to I guess Facebook. Well, really. It was the rival of Facebook. Yeah. I mean, I was never on it, but I I've right. heard of it. Yeah. But if you went to my page, a song would immediately start playing, and if you right. went to Jim's page, a song would immediately start playing. A Rockstar's page, my song. I don't know what they called it, but my my page song was the Office theme. And don't ask me why. I mean, I liked the show, but I wasn't like some super fan. But it was just like it was there. It was because you could easily download it. So if you went to my page, the Office theme started playing. Now, the character development on that show was great. You watch episode one, and by the end of the first season, the Office had it dialed in. For me, you know, I watched Parks and Rec, which is sort of a, the same feel as Office. I watched both Office and Parks and Rec when it was live on NBC. The show I didn't watch 
that I have gotten back into watching now is Scrubs, which was a really funny. Zach Braff, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's a funny, unique, rock star type humor show. Never seen one episode. Oh, I haven't either. You would love Scrubs. Well, I know, but I've heard There's something about Zach Braff I just don't like. Yeah. I like Gordon State, the movie that he did. He did that himself, and he, yeah. he accredits the fact that Scrubs got so popular that, that allowed him to start making films and doing things like Garden State. But I was going to go the musical artist because I got asked the question over the weekend, who is this generation's Michael Jackson? And the answer is no. There's not another Michael Jackson out there. And he was uber popular when he was alive, but he's one of those people that I don't think you'll ever have another Michael Jackson. You know, for, for, for a generation, there's Elvis Presley. That's not, you know, I don't look at it this way, but there's a lot of people listening to us that think he is the GOAT of all time. Some people think that of Sinatra. Some people think that of Springsteen or Michael Jackson. I think when Michael Jackson passed when he did, you didn't get old Michael Jackson anywhere. I think that made him iconic forever. So musicians, 100%, when they pass and they're at the top of their game, they are legendary forever. Yeah, but I thought Michael Jackson in his height was back in the 80s. You know, once Thriller hit. You know, I think once anybody dies, I think they get a little bit more fame. Like, let's just say The weekend. I don't know if that's the closest comparison we can get to I Michael Jackson. I think Bruno right Mars, I mean, just as far as what they do, what? isn't Bruno Mars the closest to Michael Jackson? Well, a little singing, a little dancing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Speaking, now, of, speaking of topical, what's news is uh, Britney Spears was popular a long time ago, correct? Yeah. Could not tell you a recent song, but she is because of her ownership and you know, the thing with her dad. That has been the number one entertainment uh news thing for the past two weeks when she testified in court like Britney Spears that's a huge deal to fans still when she started what in two, 1999 2000 yeah and that's when she started so can you name another past song I know she did the stint in Vegas and everything but to be that popular still 21 years down the road talking about money with her father and everything that's what blows my mind that I can't that she's still huge, and the, her fans now have got to be in their 40s and 50s. That was I was with her from the beginning. Lady Diana was my other one. That <laughs> I mean, Lady Diana when she Princess well, Diana. I mean, she was on every magazine cover, but the fact that she died now they do reels stories. I mean, well, it's also the way still, she died. Yeah, yes, I think yeah. the majority of people once they pass away, and I'll give you an example, and this will blow you guys away. So Vincent Van Gogh, okay. And the reason I bring this up is my daughter just got back from New York City, and she went to the uh, Modern Art Museum. And so she you can't was taking money. Can you? She was. Oh yeah. So <laughs> she was taking pictures, and one of the pictures she sent me was a Starry Night. And I just, you know, I was a little curious what that one particular portrait would sell for. Do you know what a Starry Night, an original, sells for? An original? An original. Um, I'm gonna say eighty-one point seven million dollars. Oh, that's not bad. Hundred million dollars. For an original. The funny thing is, at age 37, when Van Gogh killed himself, he shot himself in the chest, which is always a weird way to take yourself that, that out. Is, that is super <laughs> odd. Highly suspicious. I'll show you how I know history. With a musket. <laughs> how I know history. I didn't, when Van Gogh was alive, I didn't think they had guns. I thought you'd oh. have to do it with a crossbow. It didn't work well. He, he hung on for a couple of days. Can you imagine the pain his ass was in for the two days that he shot himself in the chest? He should have gone headshot, just my opinion. But so 37. Ultimate second himself, in the chest, at that particular time, he had had 2,100 works, a little over 2,100 works. You know how many he had sold for money? Zero. <laughs> One in his entire career. He died so broke. So once he passed around, yeah, he died broke, 
and he became this iconic figure that everybody, they could translate his art after he was dead. Now he's got the Vincent Van Gogh Museum, which is in Amsterdam. He is one of the most infamous uh, painters and artists ever, and all of that happened after the fact. He never saw this. He was penniless when he died. Well, that sucks for him. Yeah, he could have made a bundle, could he? And he put yeah. a gun to his chest. Well, yeah, that too. That's bad. Yeah. Did he cut off his ear too? Part yeah, of his ear. Yeah. Part of his ear, wow, not his whole a, ear. What a life. Yeah. Why did he do that? Why did he cut his ear He was crazy. I think I'm aware. It been syphilis, turpentine, combination of both. It was, a, uh, it was I think it was a, a love interest. A what? A love interest. I think he did it for her or for something, for a, a symbol of his love. And uh, she, Wow. If she, I'm scoring at home, though, do I have a better chance of getting the girl with two good ears or, or well, one I mean, off? It doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't, like, yeah. yeah. We got that cool self-portrait where he's got the head wrapped. Yeah, I don't know anybody that's attracted to an ear, but if you're without an ear, yes, that's going to jump. Yes. Well, especially yeah. if you've cut it off. I mean, because it's, it's not a clean look. Like yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and like Lance said, if I know a guy that's cut off his own ear, I'm assuming he's pretty crazy. Well, yeah. and I'm going to say he did a bad job with that. I mean, you don't think it was a he clean was cut? the guy that ultimately shot himself in the chest and didn't kill himself, so yeah. he was probably pretty bad with the ear removal. How long did he live after that? I think it was two days. After he shot himself at the yeah. chest? Jeez. Wait, you know what? I bet whatever that crappy hospital was, I bet they never got one penny. What year was this? Uh, 1890. Yeah, because medicine was way behind then. I mean, this guy says he's a painter. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, he ain't a marksman, yeah. that's for sure. Do y'all have anything to go with that? Air Jordans. Do you know what Air Jordans go oh. for now? And you could, you know, but, back in the day. Michael's alive. Well, he is. Yeah. But his shoes, I mean, do they still make new ones? Oh, I think I they think probably so. have some kind of version. You know, the Jumpman is one of Nike's main things. But, but they were bringing out new ones every year, actual Air Jordans. No, but back like. to your, like, the original run. I'll never forget this. Like, I wanted the original Jordans when they came out, and I think it was 1985. And it was, was it two feet ahead? It was right after the athlete's foot, so I think it was two feet yeah, ahead. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. In old Brookwood Mall, yep. the first ever original Jordans, they had them. And I remember the price point because it blew me away. They were $65. Yeah, and that's my point. Do you know and what they I was are like, now? My God, they're 65 bucks. I can't afford these. I yep. want them. And now I don't think you can get a pair of flip-flops for 65 bucks. If, if you had those originals now, do you know how much they're worth? Oh, they were 65 bucks back then. If you had bought them in a box for $65, never put them on your feet and try to sell them oh, now. Probably 25 grand. Oh, incredible. Speaking of Brookwood, sorry, real quick. Uh, I was with some friends a couple weeks ago. We got a huge argument. We were talking about how awesome old Brookwood was. And he swears that, remember, the Hibbit was upstairs. Yep. He swears at one point there was a ba half basketball court. And no, had, that was in uh, – I know Just for Feet had yeah. it too. But he swears, and we, like to the point where he almost walked away, he said uh, it was brief. I don't think he's right. Not in Brookwood. Yeah, the Just for Feet, absolutely. I know it. that. Because they had it in the store that became like Henning Furs, and then they also had it in the one right off the food court. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they had it in both places. But they, that's not exclusive around the world, though. I'm not saying your guy's lying, but no, like we were Alley Hoops in Lexington had it in their sports bar. Did y'all have a rotation on the mall? No, like Brookwood. Like I would hit Musicland. No, it was Brookwood, uh, but it was Musicland. It was Aladdin's Castle. Um, Spencer's Gifts. Julius. You never went to Spencer's? Oh, yeah, Spencer's, yeah, absolutely. Spencer's Gifts, yeah. Spencer's, you felt like you were breaking curfew. Oh, absolutely. You, your parents didn't want you in yeah, there. You, you were doing something you, you should yep. not be doing no as doubt. a teenager. But I had that rotation. You had to, you had to get a new shirt at Parisian. Oh, I love Parisian and Riches. They yeah. were the blo the uh, the uh, bookends. Yep. I had to get my Bill Curry lookalike <laughs> sweater at Parisian. How tacky was that sweater was you used to wear? And they horrible. sold a million of them probably. They did. They did. All right, we're here at Superior Grill. This is the Mystery Fifth Hour podcast. We'll call it episode one. 
Hell, I've lost count of what the episodes are. We'll Season go, three episodes. So let's just go with one. Yeah, Uno. one. We'll start over again. Rockstar wants to ask us about 1996. He's got a question in a second after LT tells us about Superior. Yeah, since 1995, a Birmingham landmark, uh, truly one of the first things ever out here, and it's always been so successful because of the great consistent product. You walk in, you smell that mesquite grilled chicken, uh, delicious street tacos, quesadillas, fresh-made margaritas, a million different flavors. Stop in for lunch or dinner. Come see Donnie and all the fine folks at Superior Grill. The year is 1996. Let's take us back. What are you doing currently in 1996? For me, I am in a band, one of my first bands, and we have a little rehearsal space called the White House because it's this little white house, teeny tiny little space for us to record. Aptly named. Yes. And uh, it's one of those times when you're that young, you record, you practice one song 300 times. It still sounds awful, but just getting in so many arguments with each other because the drummer didn't hit the right spot, but just doing, for example, we did My Friends by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. We probably rehearsed that song in the span of three weeks 300 times, um, and that's what we're doing consistently and then going to uh, Brookwood afterwards, getting our moms to take us to Brookwood because we were 14 or 15 years old. So, so where were all the women back then? Um, they were waiting on us. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't allowed in the White House. That was for work only. <laughs> rehearsal space i'm just saying like to how to, similar and different i am at the same time from 1996 so i would have been a freshman at vestavia high school was that umbros with boxers under umbro no that was <laughs> that was middle school we wore a turtleneck too we wore a turtleneck with a shirt over it that was middle school Ooh, that seems so, hot girls loved it i bet so what were you guys doing if you can think back if you want to do july of 1996 oh, I where, know. Do you, where do you think you were so uh there there's a man from Aniston, a guy named Mike Burford, very successful businessman. It was like a second father to me. And he comes to me. I had, was on the golf team at Jack State, lost my scholarship. So I just was a normal student at Jack State. And I needed a job, a college job. And he said, I have built a batting cage at Woodland Park. It was a softball complex. I hope you didn't have to translate for any uh, Venezuelans. <laughs> and he said. Well, we come back to this batting cage. What? That is such a, that's a pivotal moment in your life, that batting cage is. Well, I think it's the only job he had as a kid. It is no, I worked at Indian Oaks Golf Club. I was the cart guy at Indian Oaks Golf Club. Ran the Woodland Park batting cages and then went into radio. Those are the three jobs I've had my whole life. You know what's ironic? And since it's episode one, we'll hear about the batting cage again. But I think I've actually – I probably was in 1996 in that batting cage before a slow-pitch softball tournament over in that area. Was it with uh, – who were you playing with? Oh, the boys. Some random wait, team? The gym wait, socks. people would oh, actually okay. – J-I-M-S-O-X, gym wait, socks. I'm, oh. Wait, people would take cuts at softball before oh, softball yeah, games? Yeah. Most, it was at a softball <laughs> complex. Most of, most oh of it was slow-pitch I, I had to get my timing down. Oh, LT, did you warm up? No, I'm good. <laughs> no. You can't. You can't get no. a single back up the middle without some practice. So let me tell you, no, so, all right, so anyway, so he comes to me, he's like, I bought this, I built this batting cage out of the softball clothes. I need somebody to run it. Basically what he was saying was, I don't want the headache, just keep me from getting a headache with it, right? So I'm like, good. So I managed to staff, you know, I made sure all the stuff was taken care of. I completely ran it for him. He called me, you know, a CEO, right? So I completely took care of it. He was so nice to give me this job. But Lance, these dudes would come out, and here's what upset me the most. There was this big field behind it. And a storm came through, and it blew a branch, and it ripped the hole in the – before they could get the bucket truck over there to fix the hole, these guys would come over, and all they would try to do is hit the ball out through the hole. And then I had to go out in the field and get them and bring them back yeah. in. 
That's Such a done. turd thing to do. Oh, yeah, of course you would have. I couldn't have hit the hole, though. Such a turd thing to do. No, Lance, these guys would come over. They took it serious, these softball tournaments. They'd come over and get their cuts in. Yeah. I love the way you cringe at that. Yeah, it's, it's just amazing because I remember we played the slow pitch softball for a long time, but we'd just do some soft toss on the side. Did, yeah. Did you have sliding shorts on? Did you slide I did ever not. in softball? No, pitch? I slid like the first time ever in softball. And when my knee stuck, oh, to you the got the sheet, strawberry? Yep. I was like, I would trust me, it ain't worth the run. It's, we had it, four. It was, over, we had, it, was, huh? it was over in Gadsden and Anderson where I told, and it's still not right today, my left shoulder, because we were at a softball tournament. We'd won our night game on Friday night. We we're spending the night at the local hotel, and we were playing goal line stand in the hotel room where. You know, three drunk guys are trying to keep three other drunk guys from diving under the bed and scoring a touchdown. Yeah. Recreating well, the 1979 Sugar Bowl. Of course, yeah. Well, I bet fun. y'all's wives hated y'all going out of town. <laughs> <laughs> we had we have four baseball cages. Single. We had four baseball cages and four slow pitch cages, and you could the baseball cages were like 50, 60, 70, 80, but you could calibrate it so we could crank the 80 up. But the higher you cranked it up, the could worse you the control was. it a little bit too? You could, yeah, but. The more you cranked it up, the worse the control was. So we'd crank it up to 90 or 100, and you could be – Well, they weren't even baseballs. They were like rubber this missiles. rubber balls. But you could, be up in, like yeah. you could be up in the area where I'm running the cash register, and we'd have it cranked up to like 100, and it would hit somebody, and you could hear it for hundreds of yards. God, the pop it would make somebody, it would hit Oh, it was awful. You'd have felt horrible. But I ran the heck out of those batting so, games. So the only thing I can think about when you sent me this yesterday, 1996, two things – what the roommate was doing in 96, and then specifically. <laughs> Sucking her thumb. Wait, was, she, was she on a bottle or still the breath? She was on the teat. <laughs> hey, she wasn't cleaning up her crib. I can tell you that. <laughs> Prepping for kindergarten. For oh, okay, okay. So she was at least off the nipple. <laughs> but, you know, 96 was like my favorite summer ever was the summer before 95. But 96 was when I actually went to L.A. I went to L.A. February 1st in 1996. So, uh Bethany, me and Bethany were living in an apartment in Westwood, and we were working at um, Universal Studios. Yeah. And I've told you guys before, we were working Jurassic Park had come out three years before, but the ride had just become really big at Universal Studios. We were working for amazing pictures. So when you would come down the ride, we'd take your picture, or the picture would be taken, and then we would sell you the picture. Right when you got off the boat, you would walk straight into the, another money-making scheme for Universal. <laughs> but I worked there that entire summer and had to wear a denim Universal Studios Hell shirt. Yes. <laughs> we were supposed to get dressed at Universal Studios when you would get there. There was wardrobe. But we figured out a way to just wear our own clothes to and from the park where we didn't have to deal with that. But the amazing thing was some of the people that actually came through. Michael Jackson, who you brought up earlier in the podcast, came through. But he was normal. Uh, he had an entourage. He had he, he, his head was completely covered. Of course it was. Weird to see. Weird. Leonardo DiCaprio. I think yep. I've told you guys I met him. He had like just him and four girls, but he looked like he was. It was he was actually filming Titanic. So he was in the midst. They were filming Titanic in San Diego, and so he was up that weekend. Uh, Tom Petty came through. Um, I met Sam Elliott and Catherine Ross. I mean, just some really cool people. Tyra Banks. I mean, just everybody was coming through. Everybody wanted to be on the Jurassic Park ride. And I don't know if you guys have ever done it because it's not only at the Universal in L.A., it's the Universal in Orlando. It's one of the most over, um, probably uh, overrated rides of all time. Really? Do yeah. they say that when you get on? Uh, Welcome in. Well, back then it <laughs> might not gonna have be been. Probably one of the no, most you just over- waited two and a half hours. <laughs> Welcome to the most overrated ride. <laughs> but I, I remember that, that was the last time I think I was officially broke was the summer of 1996. 
Wow. And I'm going to knock on wood and hope I never get back to that point. The last time I ever asked my old man for a <laughs> – this, this is the closest you've been since Yeah, then. this really is. I had is to, the biggest roll of the dice since that moment. I reached out to my old man in June of 96. A couple of things I remember about that. The day after I reached out was the Centennial Park bombings. And I was up watching those uh, when all that was going down. But I reached out to him for a $200 loan. And, that's and uh, he had to send me 200 bucks. To you? In the mail? Yeah, he sent it to me. Sent me a check in the mail. I mean, that's yeah. pre-Venmo. Venmo, it's easy now. Yeah, right? so it took like, you know, five days for me to get my $200 check that I really needed. 1996 for me was uh, the last year I think I got the timeline right before I met my wife, who would eventually become my wife. So it was the last time I would, you know, be out dating. So it was a big J- year. Jumping over uh, piles of dudes at a hotel room, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you know, there was a girl that sold programs at the Hoover Met for the Barons at the start of their season before I'd met Maggie that I thought was really attractive. You, you walk in. We ended up dating for a little bit. Um, I had to act like I could drive a Sea-Doo on some lake over in East Alabama. I don't Alabama. think you can act like you can drive a Sea-Doo. I'm not very manly, Rock. <laughs> no, I, I see you as like Kenny Powers a with uh, – you're just flying down the Sea-Doo and the chick with her <laughs> – are hanging out behind you. <laughs> was a lot and like that. And that's when you had the, the flowing mane of hair. It was, was a lot like that. Uh, you don't have to worry about that anymore, Brown. <laughs> oh, yeah, you do. Uh, it was a lot like that. Um, and then there was, um, you know, old girlfriend that ended up cheating on me with some guy who liked Collective Soul, which is why we don't ever play Collective Soul on the show. Wow, it's like someone that likes the Beatles. Yeah. I thought it was Tonic. No, no, I could only see. Soul. I could remember. Collective Soul. Because I actually like my wedding soul. song. And that Maggie did not agree with. She, he said, this is our song. Eventually, <laughs> in 96, I met Maggie. And we, we dated and broke up about 62 times. So many times and got back together that we decided, what the heck, let's get married yeah. and keep that train rolling. Well, let's, it was her old man that pushed you into marriage, right? Yeah. yeah. He yeah, was all those, about it. For those that don't know. Oh, here we go. I love it. For those that don't know. Um. We'll be totally honest. 1996, we didn't get we didn't get married then. But later on in our relationship, I go to ask her, Maggie's dad, p- permission, like yeah. a good Southern person is supposed to do. And I was on my way to work at NBC 13. He was cutting grass. He lived at Eagle Point, off of 28119. And a shocker here before you get to the the, the punchline was he was cutting his own grass. He's cutting his own grass, <laughs> and he stops a lot more. Jim, what are you doing here? Maggie's not here. I know she's not here. She was out on, on, on a business trip. And I said, I wanted to tell you or ask you t- for Maggie's hand in marriage. And he said, what? And I explained it to him. We we're going to get married. I was going to ask her to marry me. And he literally said no. <laughs> he said no. And fire, dude, what, fire the lawnmower so, right back out. Yeah, so that was what's your, what's your what's your oh, what time is it? 7.55. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. He said no. And we sat there. It seemed like okay. three mi- seemed like three minutes to me, but it was probably only ten. That's where you got your sales skills, right? <laughs> and, and I was You're like, probably right. I'll, I'll be honest, Mister. I'll, I'll be honest, Mister Han. Order wrong again. I don't know what we do now because in the movies, you always say yeah. yes, yeah. and then it's like some dream sequence all the way up to the wedding. I don't know what we do now. Well, so what did you do? Did we you went inside, talked for an hour. With the wife, I literally, his wife's name was Jane. You remember that early in our show? Mm. He opened up the door and said, Jane, come to the living room. Jim's got to talk to us, and it's not good. (laughs) (laughs) Annie interrupted my cutting of the grass, Jane. It's not good. And it's not good. So Uh she comes down, and she's 
very, very prim and, and uh, proper. Who she, died? She sat there and she wouldn't say a thing. She's and like he, the uh, the wife on American Beauty. And we talked for 60 <laughs> minutes. And at the very end, I thought eventually they would say, you know, this is like the old cleaning of the gun. They were just yeah. testing how much I really wanted it. And at the end, he's like, well, I can't give you my blessing. And I went on and anchored to 5, 6, and 10 o'clock news, and we got married. Yeah. Wow. Did he well, give her away? Uh, he, he did give her away. Begrudgingly? Yeah. I don't, <laughs> oh, I don't, son of a I don't know how much he paid for, but he did give it away. Wow. Yeah. It was fun. 1996. I did think you would interject that here. but yeah, Jim's why not? here, and it's not good. Why not? It's not good. <laughs> when is it good? <laughs> hey, I, I've got a lot of stuff stuff piled up inside of me. We haven't been doing a show in a while. You know yeah, that's right. Yeah. Superior Grills where we are. One more segment to roll here. Uh such a great place. Make sure you come out. Uh whether you're just having a great lunch or you want to bring family and friends out since 1995 at Birmingham Landmark, come see Donnie and Chris and Mike and the incredible staff here. You're going to love the food. Uh good stuff here always Superior Grill. Brown, his daughter is a start starting next week to tour colleges. Going into her junior year. Correct. Your daughter's going into her senior year. My son's going into his senior year. So my final thing on this podcast of the Mystery Fifth Hour is, if you Lance, you Rockstar, and you Brown were giving out senior awards to everyone else <laughs> on the show, what would you give everybody? LT, start us off. What would you give Rockstar? What would you give Ryan? What would you give me? Oh, uh, Rocky, I will go most likely to hear – Anything and absolutely everything oh, in a room. Correct. Yes. I'll, I'll accept that. Explain that to people. So, Rockstar has got this uh, – well, first of all, he's got incredible hearing. Misophonia. Uh, there we go. There is actually a phobia for that. Would we consider it a phobia? No, it's an actual condition. Uh, it's where you hear – where you particularly hear sound out of Brown's eating potato chips and he's all in the bag and he's talking to me. I can't focus on anything but that bag thing. How does he not know that he's just crowns around that well, let bag? Well, let me ask you, does it get worse with the more irritated you get with a person? An example would be like, so you and Nancy are basically newlyweds, but if you start disliking her a little bit in four or five years and she starts brushing her teeth, do you think you'll yeah. be able to hear that more? No, you, you pinpoint like this is the guy that always pops the pin. This is the guy that always slams his foot when he talks to me. Like you identify with that. So here comes Tom who's coming in every time Tom comes in I know he jingles his change in his pocket every time he talks to me so you focus on that first going because you predicted he's going to do it and then wonder why he does it and then I'm going to focus on what he's saying all right so go around the table and give us which one do I do you uh you're the the throat clearer yeah yeah all right uh Dunaway Dunaway doesn't even have any oh good for you Jim he doesn't even have any verbal things oh yeah, he has the temples <laughs> the temple and everything, rub. and the uh, when he puts his hands in his head. Yeah, and then he's just what? I'm just I'm just thinking. <laughs> When's the last time I've done that though? Oh, it's been like a last day or show so. We did. Yeah. yeah, last Maybe. meeting. What uh, about LT? Lance is the phone guy. Phone guy. The, the phone guy. That phone is always on Lance. Always. Hey, by by the way, as you say this, I go. just want to point out. That you two, I you just and Brown have your phone in front of you. I Dunaway do. is texting somebody, and where do you think my phone is? I just check, touch the, text the time. You know where it is? It's, it's in your pocket. pocket. Okay. So, I just wanted to bring that pocket. up. So, so, Brown, what would you do? Okay, so so back to it real quick. Yep. Brown would be most likely to whistle on a Tuesday. He is a whistler. And it is a Tuesday. <laughs> it is a Tuesday, too. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And Dunaway would be the most likely to order the wrong way. I'm horrible at ordering. You really are. Where I don't were know why we, that uh, is. 
I, I think it was the last time we all ate together. I can't remember where and, we were. And I ordered something random, and he went yeah, straight with yeah. it. LT ordered random, and Dunaway, without missing a beat, mm. says, Octopus. Oh, that. Yeah, and Octopus. LT and I locked eyes and just died laughing. Oh, where were we? I can't remember where we were, but that was so Dunaway. As soon as you ordered, and LT went completely random. Yeah. As soon as he ordered, Dunaway's like, I think I'll have what he's having. Yeah, every time. <laughs> I know when we go somewhere, like Brown's leaving. What do you want? And I was like, just get whatever you get. <laughs> whatever. Just surprise me. I just try to be easy. I just try to be easy. You know, we've had a lot of meetings lately. I just try to be easy. Right. You know, whatever you're having. Whatever you're having. It's just easy. <laughs> Rockstar, do you have awards for anybody? If not, Brown, anybody jump in? Well, we actually uh, – I, I tried to go – Lance went very creative on his. I tried to go with actual awards like we used to have in the, uh, the yearbook. We had shyest, which I think Rockstar is very much an introvert. I wouldn't say I'm that shy. I'm just not that uh, outgoing. Yeah, like he – I mean, even around random people. Like, we met an intern earlier today. Right. And he was throwing stuff out there. He was. Because I've grown a lot more since uh, probably in the past seven to eight years. But I've you're an introvert. I yeah. think he's probably the most calculated. There you go. Yeah. Lance would be biggest flirt. We used to have we used to give away biggest flirt. Did y'all really? Yeah. We never had that. Oh, we had biggest flirt. Yeah. Yeah. I love that? that because they always turn oh. into raging whores. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a whore? Raging. <laughs> what kind I of, heard about you in the yearbook. A lot. That's what Maggie was. <laughs> biggest flirt. No, we had like best dressed and No, we had all the we had a cutest. bunch of them. We had best dressed. Not best looking, but cutest. Cutest. Best looking. Best and couple. Cutest. No, I don't know we had best couple. Most talented. Uh, sexiest spirit. Wouldn't you love nope. to go back, though, and see that everybody from different yearbooks and what they – like, you know, to me, cutest ends up being like the homely girl probably. Yeah. Right. Like you'd like to be able to meet them in a restaurant and have that that Here piece in, of history right beside you and say, you really were voted most athletic? Yeah, or the most likely to succeed. Yeah, we had that too. Yeah, do they really succeed? Yeah. I think I was – Runner-up for class clown. I, I, I was in. I got to go back and look. I was in some three-way picture. I, I didn't even outright win. I was like co something. That was all well, I, I never, got. I never got anything. Yeah. You for me would be most likely to be. You know what? Whipped before it's all said and done. Really? The whole thing. Your whole marriage has has been so surprising to me so far. Why is that? You were so independent to me, and now you seem to be. Well, you know when you're married, you can't be really that much independent. I know. I know. <laughs> it doesn't work well. Yeah. I know, but it does for Lance. Yeah. He's very independent. He's also not married yeah. anymore. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> yeah, That's a great there's some point. flaws there. <laughs> well, keep going. Keep going. Keep no, going. I've got no more. I mean, Brown no. most likely to be a uh, project manager, whatever we're doing. He's. He's sort of in charge. Project manager. <laughs> like a Bob the Builder. He wears, he wears a hard hat to work. Uh, and the way LT talks about it, Breaking Bad's like a tutorial or a documentary and not – He's going um, to be making uh, – Not just math. a movie. So, it's – it's. I, I want to go back to the whipped thing. Oh, wow. You, oh, you hit a nerve. <laughs> I, I no, just I, a nerve? Did you yeah, hit a clearly. nerve? No, just, it's just when you've been around somebody – because you've only known me married. Yeah. You've only known Brown married. And you've only known LT married and then in a relationship. 
you were never married, and I never really pictured you getting married. Seeing Rockstar married has been very we, different. You also got to understand, when I wasn't married, I wasn't really dating, and my ass was going to movies by myself and exactly. dinner by myself every single night. Like, I didn't have, like, yeah. there was two or three girls I was talking to. I don't never- see you as whipped. Like, they pulled up the other day for Fourth of July, and you were giving her hell for being, like, 45 minutes late already. Uh-huh. Always. Yeah. We're always late. Well, I need somebody to be more whipped than me because I get tired of the joke on the show that I need to get mine out of Maggie's purse. <laughs> well, I don't think we're there yet. Hopefully, I'm not down the, down the road. Let well, me call her now. I got, I got to call her and tell her that uh, <laughs> we, got, last, we ran over time. That Maggie said, hey, would you run to the grocery store and get this, 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 and this? And I go to the grocery store, and I have seen – I saw his wife and his daughter there buying groceries, not Ryan. It was him. It was – them, not him. You were all, he, with all the women. Because yeah. my wife, I bumped yeah. into. Because he's a man. He didn't go to the grocery store. Publix before when I was there buying. Wait, so do you know the the aisles? Like I still don't know the aisles. Oh, yeah, I'm there all the time. I buy, I buy more of the groceries in our house than Maggie does. So I'm the one that's. And do you cook them I'm too? I'm the whipped one. I cook my own food most of the time. Yeah. Wash and wash, your wash my own clothes. Wait, so what do you get out of marriage? <laughs> <laughs> Yelled at? I mean, my God. Judge uh, didn't cook. She didn't clean. <laughs> her dad didn't see, want you to marry her? Yeah. <laughs> I could see it coming. It was like a fastball down the middle for Lance. He's tipping his pitch. Apparently, was he coming. was right. It was not good. Uh, well, once a month, though, LT. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. That's uh, our mystery. Is that all hours. she blacks out? <laughs> <laughs> The Mystery Fifth Hour Podcast from Superior Grill. 1995 was the first year they started building this place. I think I've been since. Uh, just a lot of food. They are a lot of fun. Incredible food, incredible drinks. Uh, it's Birmingham Landmark. Come see all the guys, Donnie, Chris, Mike. They do a great job with it. What do we, t- what do we tell them? Like? Uh, yeah. In, in the uh, – God, Dunaway, why do you do this to me? Uh, Subscribe, like, like, subscribe, rate. Yes, like, subscribe. Got new rate. logos, new show names. I know. A lot of stuff going on. I know. It's and crazy. comment, comment on anything sure, we just not? talked about. Why not? Why Brad? not? Yeah. Project manager. Why not? Just do it. Put it over there. Oh All my right. God! End it. Mystery fifth hour, episode one. <laughs> <laughs>